0: Yo, what's up? It's your boy Taylor Bennett, and I'm hanging out with Rob on Front Row Live. Let's get it.
1: I'm excited. I was listening to the record on the way here, Yeah. and I'm, dude, like, I needed this album. I didn't know I needed it.
0: Like, I feel you- like, and that's so cool. I'm so glad that you said that. That's actually so crazy. And yes, I feel like this is that project that, And I'm going to go into it, but because of the independence, because it's, like, the creative control is there. Like, I've had the chance to grow as an artist, like, to be where I want to be. And, like, this is, like, the music that's just missing from that. It feels like a machine a lot when you listen to the radio, when you see TV and stuff. And it's, like, this is that one thing. And I also think that's why people love it and they support it because it's genuine and, like, they feel like... You know, I love it. I love I it. Thank I you. get man.
1: that. Like there's so many favorites that I have. I, I'm going to jump in and talk about the one that I, I feel like I'm enjoying the most because I, I put that one on repeat at least three times. Exactly. And that's why I'm so excited about it. Like yeah. easy outside. It. Easy outside, Easy outside. I love like it. you. I love you are like that's my childhood. Like this is, the, you know, I started working in music because of this kind of
0: music. Yo, like I swear, like so you know, like Matt and Kim, they're on the project. Huge influences of mine. Like um, Tom Higginson, he's coming tonight from the Plain White T's. He's on the project. Huge influence of mine. And I feel like the whole thing about it is that I grew up on that same music. Like I grew up on invigorating, motivating. Like this is next level. Like take that step, take that first breath of the morning, like, this is my coffee, like, type music. And, like, I wanted to give that to people now. Like, I feel like if there's any time that we needed Madden Kim, that we needed Tom Higginson in Plain White Tees, and, like, that vibe, it's right now. So, like, it's a super dope thing, and then also to clearly have this hip-hop, and, you know, as my background and catalog, I'm also introducing a lot of people to something that is already familiar, and to some folks that's new, and I think that's the point of music, you know, so.
1: So what was what was that creative process for this for this record just because like so many different dynamics, so many different cadences, like so many different vocal ranges at the same time. Like you're going from like spoken word to like rapping to singing to falsettos to like wh- what what is that process like for you when you're
0: writing the material? Um it's super different, you know. I think that with this project the one thing that isn't similar to how I usually make music is that I actually sat in the studio, listened to the music back to back to back to back and then thought about concepts for the songs before creating them and usually I try not to do that because I don't want to limit the creativity or where it can go but then also when you kind of put these layers of boundaries it allows you to have a beginning and an end and then fill in that story and like actually understand like this is what I'm trying to create, this is what I'm trying to explain. So with Easy Outside, like for that song, I really went in there and I was like, this is how I feel and this is how I felt when I was 17. And it's that song, I'm so glad that you like it, where it's like a reach out there to see like, are people still loving this? Like, do people still want that vibe? And I believe they do, so. I kid
1: you not, like, I text Corey, and I was like, I feel like he's an emo kid like myself. (laughs) I swear, so you want to
0: know it's crazy. So I wasn't emo, but I was seen. So there was this thing called seen where it was like, you weren't exactly emo, but it was like, you're kind of like, you know, borderline, like, slits in the pants. And, like, you know, so I definitely spent some time at Hot Topic and, you know, (laughs) listening. Some of my favorite bands, like, shout-out Christopher Drew, Never Shall Never.
1: Oh, my gosh. Dude, nobody talks about Christopher Drew. Christopher
0: Drew, I'm the biggest fan of you. And I know you know that I've tried to hit you up, like, but just know, like, I'm such a big fan of Christopher Drew. Like, he's the reason why I make music. Like, when I was a kid, it's like, and there's so many people, especially... We're from the Midwest. Like, he made that a thing. Like, and then a lot of people don't know this Christopher Drew was independent for a really long time. He got found on Pure Volume and then he got to go do like, um, it was like MTVs or VH1s, like top artists, and he just blew up from there. But like, he was independent for a long time. Like, he had this huge buzz that's similar to mine, like packing out these little venues with hundreds of kids that they were his only fans and then all of a sudden it was just like boom and it was like a disruptive thing so shout out to christopher drew man i got so much love for you man
1: Man, chris you gotta get in this you gotta you gotta next next something
0: seriously like seriously is the next place i want to be
1: i'm like dude it's 2022 we're talking about like going back in time nobody talks about christopher drew and that's that's one of like one of those like he's like one of those songwriters that like you understand every single lyric that he's talking about
0: he is like and he has one of the best voices ever yeah Like, just ever. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. I love Christopher Drew. That's Never Shout Never all day. (laughs) Big City Dreams. Like, that's my favorite song by them. But I also feel like that's kind of petty to say that's my favorite song by you, Chris. But just only because, like, I know that's one of your biggest songs. But, like, oh, my God, man. Um, Happy. Like, oh, so many different songs. So much love for you. You make me happy. Whether you know it or not. You make me happy. That's what I said from the start. (laughs) I love it. There we go, bro. Like that's a joint right there, man. So where were you
1: at Warped Tour? Why, why weren't you performing? I was a
0: kid, man. (laughs) And that's like, but that was the cool thing about Chris. And Chris was one of those first kids that was a part. And there were a lot of other artists, like of the Napster and the LimeWire and the uh, MySpace, like top friends, like playing music on your profiles. Like that's how a lot of people. That's how I found him. But what's so cool is that it was a digital thing. Like it was the first time that people had real fans, and this was in a digital environment and not something where you had to see them on tour so believe it or not i tried to go to my first never shout never concert three years ago yeah. in chicago when christopher drew was there and i had a problem at the door and, and you know i didn't get to see it which is sucked. but the, i had to wait until i was much older to go see him but i'm still such a huge fan and honestly that's one of the probably the biggest reasons i never met him it was like yeah. a thing that it would seem like a, a dream so yeah. Shout out to you, man. You inspired me. I know you inspired Post Malone. He shouts you up all the time. Shout out to you, man. That's so crazy. So that,
1: you know, completely explains the reason for this album, yeah. Coming of Age. And, you know, I feel like the title is perfect for it. But, you know, as far as like the the process of kind of nailing down these tracks and picking and choosing what's going to be on this record, yeah. what what is the identity of the album to you?
0: I think for me, the, you know, one thing that I like to always focus on is a concept for the album as well. Like, you know, there's the music, right? And then on top, and I always have to bring it back to it, the independence of it, so there's the business and the marketing of it, but then there's also the creation of the art. And I've come to understand that there should always be, and this is how I also feel about it, every artist should be pushing something. Big time, Hollywood, (laughs) we got security checking in, like, yo, is this lamp on? Is it warm enough? I love it. Um, But I'm sorry to, to get back to what you were saying. To go to the independence, you know, there's the marketing of it and there's the creation which is on the artist side yeah. and something that I've learned or how I feel is that every artist should have something that they're pushing, like everybody should be trying to change something, like the words, like the the art that you put out, like what are you doing? Like that's just my feeling on it. So I also like to connect a lot of my projects to bigger conversations. So you know, in 2017 I came out as openly bisexual, part of the LGBTQ community and then the following project was Be Yourself, which was a project all about expression and it was also about pushing. A conversation to different groups of people that I don't think have them. Um, and I think that something that's very true, and I say it in this project, is that I think the lack of conversation is a form of segregation. And I think that when you don't get to talk to people and there's not that loose kind of conversation and everybody feels uptight like they can't be themselves, you also don't get to properly learn how to respect people. And I think that's, like, a big thing. So that was Be Yourself. With this project, it's about genre boxing. You've seen Tyler, the creator, talk about it. You've seen so many different artists throughout the years talk about it. And I think the reality of it is that, you know, I love all kinds of music. And as an artist, I don't think that I should be boxed as a hip-hop musician or as an alternative artist, and especially not if the fans love it. You know, we've been on tour doing these shows, and none of this music is released. And every show, you know, hundreds or thousands of kids that are, like, I love this and I think it's because there's that freedom, you know, and I do even want to say this like I was thinking about this earlier. I feel like genre boxing, so not genres in themselves, but genre boxing, like when somebody just categorizes that has nothing to do with the art or with the business of the, you know, marketing rollout says this is this. It is isn't a form of segregation because you're literally and people don't really think about it like this. But if you put something in rap or you put something in rock, there is a ceiling because there's certain stations and networks that are associated with these genres. But I think there's a lot of people that, you know, have opinions on where things belong and how people should move. And it's very hard, I think, as an artist to just express yourself. And like my whole thing is being yourself. So you know, that's like the concept and the conversation for this project on top of the music is, yes, like, please feel this nostalgia. Like, please ask yourself, why did I stop listening to Matt and Kim? Like, when did I stop being a kid? Like, when did everything become so serious? And like, why can't we have some kind of positive music and just outlook on life, especially, like I said, right now, you know what I'm saying? That's true, that's
1: true. And I get it, you know, listening to all this music that you're releasing on this this album, on this project. at the same time, because you know so many genres and you're in love with so many genres, yeah. how do you create this full body of work and make it your own, instead of sounding like Chris from
0: Never Shout Never and sounding like any other artist? I think that I don't, you know? I think my whole thing is that—and I always say this, This, is, I say it every show you'll hear tonight— the only thing that nobody can do is be a better version of you. Yeah. So you can try to be as many things as you want—cool, sexy, smart, handsome, like whatever you want to be rich— But the only thing that you'll truly ever have as your own is your own identity. And once you start to look and learn who you are, then it stops being about the influences and more of the production and what you're creating. So like with the project for me, I totally tapped into Christopher Drew, like I totally tapped into As Tall as Lions, Def Cap for Cutie, but as well as Sam Cooke and Aretha Franklin and Diana Ross and Muddy Waters and, you know, hip hop artists like Jay-Z and, you know, all the way to Frankie Valley and Frankie Lyman, like I'm a huge fan of the Four Seasons and, um, you know, The Smiths and like Queen and like everyone, like I'm a music fanatic, like I just love music. Everything in my life is music. So it's like, let's make the best music. Let's not even worry about what everybody else is doing like let's and I think that's why I'm so excited and happy with this project because it's not so often I just think in life period like forget the music industry that you get to say I made this for me and you like it too. That's like a that's why I was so surprised when you even said that you enjoyed the project cuz that's a feeling. That's a success. Like it's not about just the money, it's not just about the shows. It's when that message hits somebody, the artist in me smiles yeah. so hard. And when the artist smiles, the business side of me smiles even harder.
1: Out of the names that you kind of mentioned, you also—I feel like you also nodded uh, Stacy's mom on one of the tracks, yeah, right?
0: Definitely, man. Uh, huge fan. Um, and I also, you know, I think that it's not even just them. I also reference uh, Bowling for Soup, yeah. um, 1985, like again man i love all kinds of music and my whole thing and i swear is like people don't see the power of music and when you genre bin, like just look at history like there were points where shows were segregated like there were points that you know, and we talk like I talk about some of these people, but like Little Walter and like these different artists from Cadillac Records from Chicago's Row or from even other places in America had a sound that was so overpowering that they were able to change the integration of spaces as we know it. But just know that prior to that, I believe there was a lot less of an understanding again of who our culture was and i think that you learn those things by having conversation and that's really what music is and i look at every time we do a show every time i do an interview every time i drop a record as an opportunity to communicate once again and i think that that's what fans enjoy is the opportunity to talk and to learn and to think through what they're doing every day, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you.
1: Now, as far as like the the recording process of this album, just because, as I mentioned earlier, there's so many different vocal ranges that you take us through. It's like a journey you're taking yeah. us through. So, you know, what kind of challenges did you face in doing so? And how do you feel like you stepped out of your comfort zone, out of your box to to do what you did?
0: I think expression, man. You know like this project took 3 years to make and I think the interesting thing is that we've always only had 11 songs. Like when we and we didn't realize it till we were mixing and the guy was like, "How many songs did you guys like take a stab at cuz this is really good?" And I'm like, "These are the only songs." Can you imagine that? 3 years working on 11 songs, but it was like a thing where it's like this is the sound. This is what we want. This is what you know the knowing is, um, and you know it kind of just became something that was organic, you know, in a large sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I love this record, man. Like I'm excited for everybody else to hear it. Um, do you? Would you say that there's a specific song on this album that challenged you the most to kind of like either write or finalize?
0: Definitely. I think also the biggest challenge was expression. Yeah. Because I think it's a thing where you become an artist, and it's not just like genre boxing also. It's not something that is only pushed by higher-ups and things like that. It's also something that you can become accustomed to. So I've been rapping for a long time. If all my fans are going to hear me rap, and they don't know that I know how to sing and do high-pitched vocals like I'm doing on this project, and I never show them, then how do they get that opportunity? And it's also any time as an artist that you put a record out, you're taking a creative risk, or you should be. And if you're not, then I think that that's kind of, just in my opinion, you might not be able to grow. And I've been able to grow so much in this project, but I think the most important thing about it is before any of this blows up and turns into whatever it turns into, I was happy and satisfied with what it was. And I think that again, when you find success, and that's very rare from things like that, nothing beats that, like it's a moment. It's a victory, it's success, in your own definition. Yeah,
1: right. Right, and you know, as far as the instrumentation, is this the band that's on this record? This is the
0: band that's on this record. Shout out to my music director, Dwayne Verner. Um, You guys are probably gonna see a little bit of a snippet tonight. He's on the bass and the keys, but he executive produced this whole project. He's basically um, everything from the strings, um, keys, um, bass, guitar. Like, everything. We had a lot of other amazing artists as well as the band that laid down. Everything is live, by the way, as well. So, like, you know, we had live strings. We had, you know, we're in the studio, like, playing these things and, like, really creating music. The biggest thing about this project and every project that I made since 2014, but let's just talk specifically about this. There are absolutely no samples on this whole project. And I feel feel it. no samples on this whole project. And that's a big thing. It's new. Like, it's fresh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I love it. I'm so happy about it. That's
1: amazing, man. Well, congratulations with this record. I'm super excited about it. Excited for them to hear it and especially see it live. Uh, Now, lastly, you're also uh, going to perform for for LA Pride here in June for West Hollywood. What does that mean to you?
0: Um, It's huge you know I've always seen LA Pride like growing up we have Chicago Pride and I love Chicago Pride but I've always seen LA Pride and I'm like wow it would be nice like to be out there in the Sun like on these huge stages there's so many different icons that I've seen shout out to them and a lot of others that I also see on the lineup this year that I'm looking forward to meeting Um, face to face some of them for the first time other friends that I'll be seeing again and you know reconnecting with so I'm excited for it, man for me it just means that it's a step in the right direction because again you know, success is by your own definition. And I think that when you can make money, you can see fans, you can share your music, you can, you know, get to, to actually have conversations like we're having a conversation to meet other people that inspire you that are also at those events. It's just amazing. And like, that's what that event is to me. It's like everything. Um, so shout out to LA Pride. I can't wait to be there. And I'm super excited and stoked to see a lot of my friends. Let's do it. Well, thank you
1: so much for taking the time to hang out with me, dude. I I was not expecting to talk about what we talked about today.
0: That's awesome, man. (laughs) Tell your friends. Let me talk to them, too. I definitely
1: will. I definitely will. So you guys be sure to check out Taylor Bennett. New album, Coming of Age, drops
0: on the 22nd, right? April 22nd, next Friday, man. And if it is this Friday, then this Friday. April 22nd. Let's go.